So this is only a half hour session. That's we've got to see that it's not a huge qualifying session. Uh, let's see who comes away with pole position. I'll be interesting to see. We are poised. The circuit looks in um, great nick, as a, a statement Robert said yesterday, which stuck with me. Great conditions. Uh, and there we go. I heard a hooter. And I hear engines firing up. Colin Turkington will lead everybody out in championship yep. order for the teams there. The car's now off the air jacks. And we're about to go touring car qualifying. Pick your favourite. Who have you got? Who have you got in your lucky dip? Who do you think will be on pole position? Do you do a sweepstake with your friends? Let us know here. You can tell us at Not Kill. You can send us messages at the BTCC app as well. BTCC is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and everything. Let us know what your predictions for this qualifying session are. Because the excitement level has just ramped up. You want a little guide to your predictions then uh, the, the free practice session two classification where a lot of the cars are doing qualifying simulations is a good guide and quickest in that session was Ash Sutton a 50.87 second lap in the laser tools racing infinity second was Tom Ingram in the Toyota number 80 and third was Mike Bushel in the number 21 at Vauxhall Astra that was a bit of a surprise uh, so uh, well maybe not because he's uh, he's no slouch is um Mike Bushel. Fourth was Aidan Moffat, car 16 in the second of the Laser Tools Infinity, and fifth was Adam Morgan. So there's a few people out of place in that uh, lineup, but we'll see if that's reflected in the grid positions within the next half hour. So this is it. The drama begins. This is where it gets serious. The cars now coming out of the pit lane onto the racetrack for Quick Fit British Touring Car Championship qualifying for race 10 in the 27 race series. We need to give it a couple of laps to let the, the temperature get up on tyres. You might see some drivers popping back into the pit lane dock as we have seen throughout the course of the two free practice sessions. Uh, certain ones will definitely put a heat cycle through the front tyres and put them on the back if they're a front-wheel drive car. Colin Tuckington leads us round towards the hairpin just now and the touring car's back on track and all sounding as good as they ever do. The two BMWs and then we get the two Hartford's UASA racing Team Dynamics, Hondas, Dan Cam ahead of the big man himself, Matt Neal, third or fourth in line. So here we go, Robert, we've got half an hour. We need to give them a little bit of time to get back up to um, operating temperature. But then after that, it's all about go. It's all about getting the track position. 28 cars here for this weekend. I believe it was a 20, we've got 25 cars, actually. We're down a, down a few cars, obviously down to two power max. We've gone down from two to one. Uh, we don't have the team hard cars of Ollie Brown or Nick Hamilton. We do still have Stephen Jelly, though. He was caught up in that stramash at Olton Park, unfortunately. And Stephen here with uh, Andy Miller, the man looking after the Parker racing affair for him, his crew chief. Let's see how they get on today as well. The two lovely Hyundai's with Draper tools. It's really, it's like, almost like a battle of the tool companies, isn't it? So when you look at some of these cars, you've got Halfords, we've got Laser, we've got Draper out there. We used to have Mac. It's a uh, great, great sponsorship opportunities can be had and are to be had in this championship. 27 minutes to go. Carl, Broad Carl Bordley goes across the line. In his gold BMW, he had a throttle stick open, didn't he, at uh, Olton Park, and that was in the first race of the day. Yeah, and so what damage it caused. That's the Halford Juasa Hondas into pit lane in team formation. Camish ahead of Neil, and then Tom Ingram follows in ahead of Butcher. So that's four cars who could be contenders for pole position, all coming into the pit lane together. 
I'm going to be interested here to see how Ash Sutton and Aidan Moffat work. They're both in towards McIntyre's together. This is new territory for Aidan. He's never really had a teammate before. So it'll be interesting to see just how it goes. So before things really kick off, Robert, we've got a pretty important announcement we need to make as well because announcements are key and you don't ever want to really forget about one. So um, it's a special somebody's birthday today. So Simon Mellowish, you're son who is 10 years old today isn't it is it josh i see that right in the message there but uh here you go happy birthday from all at soccer and all at Knockhill. we send you love before qualifying we hope you have a good time josh Melewish, it's your 10th birthday today the very best of wishes pole position i hope you enjoy it today josh who are you wanting to be on pole you've got to let us know here at Knockhill. so happy 10th birthday to simon Melewish's son josh have a great day, mate. Enjoy qualifying. Right now, Ash Sutton is the top man. He's got Aidan Muffet behind him, but a 53.8 second lap. You'll be lucky if that gets you on the grid in about yeah, 20 now, minutes' time. Now, remember that list of cars I give you that just came into pit lane. They've all come in, done their work, and all heading out together again as well. So that's an interesting little group just leaving the pit lane now, Duncan. There could be a pole position man in that lot. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see how they go on here. So some people have done one lap, two laps, and swapped tyres around. The laser tool racing guys, they're just going round. They're just going round. They're just weaving about, getting these tyres up to pace. Will Ash drag Aiden on? Is Ash out there to, to help pull Aiden on? Aiden, but going by how this morning went, doesn't really need that much of a well, well, both, both cars with the headlights on, but when they came out the paddock, it was Aiden ahead of Ashley uh, originally. Now they've swapped positions. Ash Sutton goes on to lap, headlamps on. This could be the first big push for a lap time. Let's watch him as they go into towards Duffy's step. 53.1 fastest lap from Tom Oliphant, but again, that won't uh, stead you in any good way, shape or form. Have the West Surrey cars been in the pit lane yet, Doc? Did you notice that? They've got headlights on heading towards the hairpin just now and Sutton has just gone past the gold BMW of Carbordley as they go through the chicane. Aidan will pass that going up the back straight, I would imagine. So the two BMWs passing me now, 15 Oliphant ahead of number one, Turkington, both headlights on. And uh, I, they may have been in the pits, but if they were, I didn't notice it. So it doesn't mean to say it didn't happen, but certainly they're on, uh, they're on uh, fast laps right now. Here comes Ashley Sutton. Headlights ablaze for the first of the Laser Tool Racing Infinities. He crosses the line and Sutton goes 50.8. Moffat crosses the line and goes 52.1. So Sutton has put a 50.8 second lap in there and that's pretty quick straight away. He'd done that in FP2 and he eventually took that down a couple of tenths quicker but he put that in very early in FP2 and he can do it what seemingly at will. 50.870 was free practice two. He's already done 50.857 here. So Sutton is on his FP2 time but he's on a quick one as he come through now. He's gone uh, decent through sector one into sector two. What does he do here? Sector two, not say, uh, he's about four tenths off his best time. Yeah, so. he came up against one of the BTC racing cars, so I think he maybe just uh, aborted the lap at that point, but he's back on to come out the hairpin, so I think this could be a quick one because he's got a relatively clear road in front of him. As we look at the back of the commentary book just now, towards Clark Corner, there's a Dynamics Honda coming through there with its lights ablaze, and ahead of him, we've got one of the Sisley cars. It's uh, Matt Neal with Lights of Blaze heading towards the hairpin. And let's see how the big man is getting on just now. Currently sitting in 12th position, but he's gone personal best, personal best through sector one, sector two. His times are not far off where he needs to be as Matt Neal comes up to cross the line. Rory Butcher sneaks into the top of the timing sheets. 
He'll be happy with that. Matt Neal goes P5, 7 tenths off the back of Butch. 50.852, five thousandths of a second separating Butcher and Sutton at the very, very top. A big cloud of gravel dust at the exit of the Black Circle chicane there. I don't know who the culprit was because they're all gone round by now. But uh, we did see James Gordon in the gravel trap at Clark's in FP2. James back out there on track and he'll be happy. He's done three laps. He'll just be making sure everything feels okay after that. We need to mention the car failure that Ash Sutton had in free practice as well. Broke a back toe link on the car. And whether that was uh, subject to him hitting the kerbs too hard or just a wear and tear thing, it certainly caused an early end to his FP2. Yeah, I think when we spoke to him after qualifying, he seemed to think it was just uh, a lot of kerb use. But uh, we'll see if uh, he survives. If somebody goes through the gravel at uh, Clark Corner there, I think Sut that's the little Audi. Sutton has gone purple through Sector 1. He goes across the beam in towards Sector 2. And he goes not too bad it's a 19.4 it's a tenth of a second off as Tom Ingram goes to the very top of the times Ingram Butcher Camish Sutton we wait for Sutton to come out the open and go across the line this is when he starts sounding like a random name shouter because it changes so quickly Sutton goes in behind Ingram three thousandths of a second slower than the Gazoo Racing Toyota Corolla Ingram Sutton Butcher Camish Turkington Morgan Neil Cook Oliphant Moffat Jackson Jelly Bushell Broadley and Shelton it all changes all the way down the bottom somebody's come up 14 places that was Dan Camish there that was a monumental leap for him but 50.7 fastest lap just now and that's by Tom Ingram let's pick up the Speedworks Toyota if we can he will just no that's one of the Sicily cars I got it mixed up there Ingram comes through Clarks offline slow lap lights off not interested in playing with anybody get away from me I don't want nothing to do with you Tom Chilton he lets them go past through Clark uh, corner I shot get a great toe up the main straight there behind the 19 car as they go into the Beatsons Bridge that will have helped the straight line speed interesting to see what his lap time will be this time around Rory Butcher coming to viewing Clarks here in a nice big four wheel drift it looks good but it's not fast Rory will be kicking himself in that. Josh Cook goes seventh place just now, just in behind Jake Hill, a couple of hundreds of a second off the back. Ingram just went off of the exit chicane, spun to the inside of the circuit, which is why he's backed off. So that's a good bit of invaluable or valuable information there. Thank you very much, Matt Salisbury. Unable to get any television pictures towards the commentary box this year, but Ingram, a bit of a spin, still the fastest man, but that's why he's backed off and he will be in the pits just now. Yes, he is, as is Rory Butcher, the man who sits in third place. 20 minutes to go, and it's all still very much open and to play for. Yeah, Carl Bordley coming into the pits now in the number 41 BMW. Had a huge moment at Clark last time through. Well into the gravel trap, a long way off the track. And uh, I guess coming in to get the gravel cleared out, car checked over before he goes out for another shot at uh, a good qualifying time. Bushel, personal best through sector one. Lights ablaze on the power max. Astra as he comes through Clark Corner. Nice bit of air taken at the chicane as well. In towards the hairpin. What does this do for him? 19.7. The fastest time through sector two is 19.4. So... He's lost a fair bit of time there, and I think he lost that time at the chicane, getting the car too high up onto two wheels. He'll continue through and end the lap. He's four-tenths off just now. Where does that put Bushel? Car number 21 as he crosses the line. 
no improvement in place or time. 51.1 he did. That was his fastest lap, actually. There's an improvement in time, but not an improvement in place as he goes round. Another sliding drift through Clarks for Stephen Jelly. Stephen with the headlights on. That looked pretty good, actually. And Stephen finished inside the top 10 in FP2, if you remember back to that. Right now, he's currently just outside that bubble in P number 11. But Jelly goes in towards the hairpin. He was personal best through sector one, personal best through sector two. Jelly in the Parker Racing Run BMW. We could see him shuffle up the order a little bit as he goes across the line here. Where does it put Stephen Jelly? Nope. He does a 51.3. And no improvement for Stephen Jelly there. So, bit of a shame with that one. Car 21, lap time removed track limits. Yeah, that's Mike Bushell. I did think he'd take a little bit too much of that there. So, Mike Bushell has a slap on the wrist and loses his lap time. As we see Aidan Moffat now heading towards the airpin, the number 16 Laser Tools Racing. Aidan currently in P15, 51.3. He's quicker than that. We know he is. He was quicker than that in FP2. As we watch Aidan going in there, he's done a personal best, personal best, has he? Yes, he has. Yes, he has. We wait for Aidan to cross the line. Where does the Moff go with this lap in qualifying for Knock Hill? He goes up two places to P14. So yeah, just just seen Tom Ingram leaving the pit lane now, so uh, we'll see if he's on for this. You know, but this could be his quickest lap laps of the session coming up. We'll see if he's on for a front row spot. And uh, I think I think Rory Butcher left at about the same time. Uh, outlap for. Ingram and Sutton, outlap for Cook, Morgan and Proctor, outlap for Bordley and Chilton, not for Rory yet, it's not come up on the screen for Butcher. I couldn't quite see which motor base for, but uh, Rory's actually out on track already in the number six car, just passing me now with headlights on, so it uh, must have been one of his teammates. So Tingram goes towards the hairpin, he's got a nice clear bit of traffic and that, in a qualifying session at Knockout for the Touring Cars, is rare. Look at him coming in there, he will probably have to do another lap to get some heat in those tyres. But we'll keep our eyes on that Speedworks Toyota Corolla as he comes through. Where's Adam Morgan in the standing right now? Morgan currently in 8th place. His teammate down in 25th place. There goes Colin Turkington towards the hairpin in the West Surrey BMW. Colin currently P6 with a 50.8 second lap, a tenth of a second off pole. It's nothing really, is it? Absolutely nothing. The first five, six drivers all within the same tenth. And still three milliseconds, as Robert would say. Three thousands of a second, the gap at the top is all it is. So there goes Sutton, uh, there goes Smiley trailing in the middle of a sandwich of Laser Tools Infinities, because Aidan Moffat trails him towards the hairpin, and then we've got Michael Kreese, who was the first man to embrace the Hoover of Shame this morning, after he went off at the bottom of Duffus in FP1, if I'm not mistaken. In towards the hairpin, everybody else going, looking out the back of the circuit to see if there's Anybody being uh, a little bit gravel-tastic, but nothing seems to be occurring just yet. Do we have any green lights? Well, Aidan Moffat's just done a good lap there just now. Aidan done 51.163, P13 just now. But still, Tom Ingram from Ash Sutton, provisionally the front row of the grid, with Rory Butcher and Jake Hill, the second row of the grid. So again, we heard the myth, remember I've been saying this all day, but then Dick Bennett's even said it. You know, it's not really a real drive track anymore when you look at it, is it? Because Tom Ingram is now the fastest man out there in a front-wheel drive car. Yeah, Tom Ingram did a great job. We were quite worried about him in free practice too because he did very few laps. I uh, spent a lot of time in the pits, as Christian Dick explains us the reason later, but uh, he certainly uh, didn't lose any pace as a result. But that's uh, Colin Turkington uh, back in the pit lane in car number one, West Surrey Racing Run uh, BMW. And... Uh, We'll see if he's got any more qualifying attempts left in that car. But uh, P6, considering he's the heaviest car out there, quite respectable. 
Adam Morgan sets a green sector two on his way to the hairpin with his teammate Jack Butel just behind him as they go into the hairpin. Morgan's already through and out. This could shimmy Adam up just a little bit. He's only two tenths off pole position. 51-0 is his best lap. He crosses the line and does a 51-0. But instead of a 2-4, he does a 4-6. <laughs> That's uh, that's how close. How close do you like it? How close do you want it? That's what we like oh, to see. We want one millisecond. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you're the driver that's in that millisecond. Lights a blaze for the motorbase Ford Focus of Andy of Ollie Jackson as he heads towards the hairpin just now, and nobody setting any real green sectors apart from Jackson has just done that. Actually, Jackson's gone personal best through sector one, and then lost. Ooh, six tenths of a second in that middle sector in that motorbase Ford Focus. Does that move him up? No, it doesn't. So quite a calm qualifying session that we have here at Nokia Racing Circuit for round 10 of the Quick Fit British Touring Car Championship. Now, quick question. Where's Tom Oliphant in the order? He's just left pit lane and Colin Turkett is about to go out as well. But uh, Oliphant, I guess, on to probably a final attempt at uh, moving up the order. Where is he at the moment? He's P14 at the moment, Tom Oliphant. Just behind Aidan Moffat and ahead of Tom Chilton. Uh, with 14 minutes remaining, I don't know if they would stay on track for that full 14 minutes. That's quite a long series of runs to do on the tyres. But Tom just leaves the pit lane just now in the black West Surrey BM. Lights just come on for Ash Sutton. He's flashing the cars ahead of him. Uh, he spent the last couple of laps warming tyres, so this is a, a serious one for Ash Sutton coming up. Okay, okay. Adam Morgan as well with his headlamps on. He's going personal best through the first sector. 19.6 through the middle sector. What was that compared to Tom Ingram as he gets through the hairpin and away up? He's two tenths down on Ingram. That's going to keep him round about where he is because he's two tenths off pole. Matt Neal jumps up three places to P7 though. So Matt Neal and he's just got done a personal best through split number one. Where is the big man just now? Is that him at the hairpin already? Mm, yes, it is. Matt Neal comes through and out of the hairpin, jumps up three places straight away. What can he do on this lap as he comes through? As we see Matt going up the main straight. Crosses the line now, and no improvement in that one. 50.9, 50.8 was his fastest, 50.9 last lap round. Starting to get quite busy. Everybody seems to be in the one area off track, and Ash Sutton goes back to the top of the times, a 50.586, and he puts a tenth of a second into Tom Ingram, who's on a fast lap himself. But Ash Sutton in that Laser Tools Racing Infinity, now going down through Butchers, up towards the chicane. He'll be happy with that one. Yeah, that's his fastest lap of the entire weekend so far. He's gone three tenths quicker than he did in free practice too. And so, uh, yeah, this is good. He's on a personal best as he comes through sector number one. He comes out of Clark Corner and heads towards the hairpin. Number 116, Ash Sutton already top of the times. What does he do this time? 19.6. That's two tenths shy of the best time through that area. 19.4 is the best sector two split time. He turns the lights off. He pulls across towards the inside and he lets Michael Kreese go past him. But I said heads up driving from him there. Ingram's now in second place, but he's heading towards the hairpin. He's set a first lap or first sector, which is nothing to write home about, but he has got the lights on. Rory Butcher currently still in third place, sits in the pit lane. Jake Hill is on track and circulating, trying to find some clear road with Dan Camish. Currently P5 has 50.853. He's just ahead of Colin Turkington and his teammate Matt Neal with Josh Cook, Adam Morgan and Senna Proctor in the Hyundai rounding out the top 10 for qualifying just now. Hang about it. Dan Camish, purple sector number one as we pick him up 
probably coming into the apex of Clark now. Yes, Purple Sector 1, 16.325 for Dan Cam. What has he got in the locker today as he goes past Andy Neat towards the open? That's not going to impede him. Can he do a good middle sector? 19.6. That's another two-tenths off that perfect middle sector. So the laps dropped away from him as well. Ash Sutton after a couple of cool down laps has the headlights back on again as he heads under the Beatsons Bridge onto another lap Kamish does improve though, he does a 50.7 even though he dropped a little bit of time there, then a personal best run through the hairpin, so session best middle sector was a little bit not too bad, and then a personal best through the last sector, he's just gone over sector number one line just now, but there's no green on the timing screen as yet. We wait for that to come back towards us with 11 minutes of the session to go. I think there's still time for a pit stop if they want it. Uh, and they might need it, but Kamish gets himself up onto the second row, deposes Butcher down to P4. Hill turking to Neil. Adam Morgan up into eighth place. Matt Neil's on an outlap. He's just been in the pits, through the pits, and away again. And as we look at the back of the circuit, picturesque view it may be, my eyes are firmly locked on the black ribbon of tarmac which goes around Knock Hill because that's where all the action is happening Mike Bushell comes through he's already had one lap disallowed and that was a much neater line through Clarks, he's currently in P12 with a 51.1 second lap as he goes in towards I Hairpin again as I turn around to see one of the Sisley cars coming into the pit lane, the other one crosses the line so that's Morgan that's gone in right, Morgan the pits and Tom Chilton in the uh, BTC Racing Honda coming in as well Kamish goes P2, 50.716 for Dan Kamish. So he's putting together a pretty good run of laps here. Sutton, Kamish, Ingram, Butcher, Turkington, Neil, Cook. Proctor still inside that top 10, but a good run by Dan Kamish. He's going to be very, very happy with what's going on there. 50.5, the fastest lap on the track. 50.7 is Kamish's time, 1.8, or, or 0.18, I should say, not 1.8 is the gap between these two guys at the front just now. Sutton into pit lane, but uh, Ingram on a hot lap as he goes under the bridge and on the way to turn one. Let's watch Tom Ingram then. Well picked up, Dr Robert Johnson. Over the crest of Duffy's dip goes Ingram. He's down through Leslie's. Car floats about the middle of the road. No lock-up. Gets off the brake nice and early. Doesn't take too much sausage care. Rolls it through Butchers now. And then up to the chicane. Left, right, lands it. Goes through the chicane, up the back towards Clarks. How was his first sector? Hmm mediocre says the commentator he's on fastest lap pace says Tom Ingram here he's less than a tenth off it as he goes round towards the hairpin just now Tom Ingram goes through the second split what does he do there comes back 19.6 again there's that two tenths lost Sutton is mega through sector number two that Q50 infinity is working so well through there as they come up the main straight crosses the line does Tingram do any improvement in place or time Crosses the line, 50.8 was his last time through, so no. He, he, he had a brush with the gravel on the exit of Clark, which would have lost him maybe half a tenth. He wasn't too far in the gravel, but it was just, just off the edge of the curve. Colin Turkington has got himself up into P4 now. Turks, P4 with a 50.768 lap for him. Still Kamish circulates around the circuit in second place. As we look further down, Jack Goff comes up two places to 19th with a 51.3. So this is it. We're into the last 10 minutes of qualifying. Eight minutes of the session remaining. How badly do you want pole position? Well, right now, Ash Sutton wants it pretty bad. He's on an outlap. 
He's come in, he's done a little bit of work to the car and he's already back out onto the circuit. Coming off the end of the Clarks curb with the headlights on is Jack Goff. Uh, and through Clarks, now one of the Q50 Infinities. Who is that? That's Aidan Moffat. The Moffheads towards the hairpin. Still in 14th place. Six tenths of a second off his teammate's fastest lap. Turkington alert. He's just said a personal best first sector. He comes through Clark Corner. One of the Sisley cars gets out of his way. No, he's the next car in line, actually. In fact, no, he's not. <laughs> Cancel that. He's already been and gone. He's personal best, personal best. He's about to go across the line now. Here comes Colin Turkington. What is he going to do? Where is he going to go? He goes second. He goes slots in behind Ash Sutton. And second, we've got a car stopped on the back straight. Yes. Marshals are in movement for that car just now. And the red flag flies with 7.16 of the session to go. Now, we were just saying earlier, it's maybe not a rear-wheel drive circuit anymore. But what's on the front row, Duncan? Two rear-wheel drive cars at the moment. As uh, Sutton comes into pit lane. I can't see who has gone missing, but I do know it is the exit chicane because I can see the marshals are all exit chicane entrance to Clark's area. I look through the binoculars and I can't even see the roof of the car, but there's a marshal just opposite the gate half at the back straight just now so we shall uh, we shall just wait and see what happens but the red flag comes out the clock stops which is good with 7 minutes and 16 seconds to go of qualifying here at Knock Hill yeah, I'm just trying to count who's out there and who's uh, not appeared and uh, unless he's hidden in a pit garage is Chris Smiley around anywhere? I think it's Matt Neal who's gone off to tell you the is truth it? yeah and I don't think that's going to be going back into the session. He's gone off that far. He's almost at the entrance to Clark's. So remember what we said earlier on, you know, if you have a big moment going through the chicane, the accident, the faster you go, the further up the back straight the accident goes. So um, he's almost opposite the gate on the inside of the circuit. Halfway that's up the back a, straight. That's a long way. Where is he in the timesheets at the moment? Matt Neal currently in 8th place. The exclamation mark pops up from TSL next to his name just now. 8th place with a 50.889. Right, so give, give us the top five uh, positions and times then, Duncan, as, well, as it's gone nice and quiet now, and I can hear them. <laughs> Are you struggling to hear? I can understand that. Provisional pole position with seven minutes off the session to go for Ash Sutton, car number 116. Colin Tuckington would join him on the front row. Car number one. So the gap between those two guys is 0 0.083, eight hundredths of a second. There, there, I'm just going to knock your mic off just now. That's the best thing we can do. Then we have got Camish and Ingram, Butcher Hill, Bushel, Matt Neal in eighth place, but out of it now. Oliphant and Morgan. Adam Morgan in tenth place. He's just knocked Josh Cook and Senna Proctor outside the other side of that bubble for P10. The top, what have we got? The top... 21 cars covered by 8 tenths of a second as the medical cars come back round to, towards us. Yeah, Matt Neal's car, again, a few messages coming in now. It doesn't look like it's going to rejoin this, this circuit, but the medical cars going round, so they're obviously quite happy. Okay, so what we're going to have now, Doc, is a crazy, mad, seven-minute dash for pole position. Uh, what are people going to do? Have they got, will they keep enough heat in the tyres in this gap? You know, with the, the accident being that far up the back straight, I don't think there'll be too much in the way of tyre wall damage. But only time will tell. Sutton, fastest man from Colin Turkington, after me saying, is it really a rear-wheel drive circuit? You know, is that myth now gone? Dick Bennett's even questioned that. You know, he did question that when he was speaking to you, Robert, earlier on across there. 
But yep, he uh, he did try and put that myth to bed. But uh, at the moment, he's looking good. He's got one of his cars on the front row. So uh, Colin Turkin in his uh. car though has been back in the paddock and has now reappeared in the pit lane just a couple of minutes. If ago. I could just, if I could just, um, there will be a, a fair bit of tyre wall damage there. So I'll just, uh, I'll take that statement back. <laughs> when you can't see it, you just have to kind of have a guess and think we've well, maybe not hit it too hard up there. But there'll be a, a, a slight delay, Doc as we get uh, the tyre wall rebuilt round the back straight yeah. there. So following this session, though, we've got Formula 4 out. We've got uh, more races, three more races to finish the afternoon. In fact, we're going to have the uh, the Formula 4 Championship coming out next. They're going to do a 20-minute race. Uh, they'll be followed at uh, 10 to 5 by the Protar Motorsport Geneta GT5 Challenge for a 20-minute race. And then action aplenty at 5.30. We've got the second outing of the Mini Challenge, the GCW class. And they'll be also out for a 20-minute race to finish off the afternoon. And that'll be race 5 of the 16-race programme this weekend. And looking tomorrow, forward to that. Yeah, tomorrow it's all racing. 11 races tomorrow. Yeah, so um, tonight I'm going to go home and I'm not going to speak to Angela at all. <laughs> Can save the old throat. <laughs> it says I, I noticed this morning. I thought, oh, you know what? Um, that second session of this morning, I thought it's been a long time since I've talked for this long. You know, it's funny because it's about ten months since we've done this, and uh, yeah, I was uh, I was the same. Got home last night, and uh, voice was half gone. But uh, luckily, we're just about hanging in there today. Just you remember and keep that. The closer the mic is to your mouth, the better you will sound. Send you a little video there, Robert. It's probably worth you watching that. This is how the commentary team and not kill uh, communicate with each other. The medium of uh, of WhatsApp. Uh, it's a great thing. It saves us talking about stuff on air. So there we go. We've got a red flag. Uh, the cars are all in the pit lane just now. Matt Neal is out of qualifying. That's the big news so far. The 25 car impacts the tyre wall halfway or three quarters of the way up the back straight. And Matt Neal currently P8. Will he remain there? He possibly could, actually, because there hasn't been too much moving and shaking. There's only seven minutes of the session remaining, and it's going to be a bit of a bun fight when everybody gets out onto track and starts going for it. So it might not be all doom and gloom for Matt Neal, certainly for Halford's Uasa Racing. Team Dynamics have got a fair bit of work to rebuild the front of that car, and this is not how Matt Neal wanted to celebrate his 30th anniversary at Knock Hill. If you can remember Matt Neal's first time here, he ended up having a moment with a certain Mr. Colin McRae down at the hairpin. Uh, I'm yes, trying maybe not remind him too I much remember that about in that. the pouring rain as well. But, uh, yeah, yes. I just well, remember yeah. there's some great footage of John Cleland going towards the hairpin with an onboard camera screaming, where's the track? Uh, but he sounds like a, a 15-year-old boy's voice is that highly pitched. I remember that touring yes. car meeting well. Oh yeah, that was that it's was big fantastic. news for us. That yep, it was indeed. And uh, we've had so much action with the British Touring Car Championship over the years. And uh, there's just uh, you could write. Well, maybe we should write the book um, because there's been uh, so many great, great touring car races here at Knock Hill. So many fantastic moments with some superstar drivers. The dynamics guys are uh, the dynamics guys have just left the pit lane mob heavy there. So I clearly know they've got some work to do. Sorry to talk across the top no, of you, Robert. Okay. Yeah, well, that's important because looking at that video you just sent me, that was a fairly heavy sideways front-end impact into the tyre wall. And uh, let's hope it's just suspension damage and they can fix that uh, reasonably easily. The worst-case scenario is if that's punched the drive shaft through into the gearbox and then they're in trouble. That's you, isn't it? A little ray of sunshine for dynamics. Oh, risk, risk analysis. Risk <laughs> analysis. You've got to plan your work for the next few hours now. So. Well, right now, Dan Cam is out of the car. He's uh, leaning against the pit wall, Dan Camish. I can see him through my stalker binoculars here. Um, is he talking to somebody? Yeah, it looks like he's... Is that Mickey he's talking to from Goodyear? It could be. They look very close and intimate. Dan shouting in his ear, I need more grip, <laughs> as every driver will do. So... Um, 
as we use the binoculars to try and get a handle on what's happening across there. Obviously, the big hole in the Dynamics Bay just now. Next time, the two West Surrey racing guys still in the car. Why is Kamish out of the car? That's what I find quite unusual, to tell you the truth. No other drivers have left their car apart from Matt. So, uh, has he a problem with that car? The car now in the back of Fred Henderson's flatbed, so we'll get uh, that moving pretty quickly. And as we look down, where is Dan Kamish? He's currently P3. He's a 10th. Just a tenth and a little bit off. Um, yeah, seven minutes to go. Will anybody have anything to topple Ash Sutton? Colin Tuckington currently second. Eight hundredths of a second away from that top step. And this is the, the car's coming around in the truck, Robert, so I'm going to have a good look because it's on my side. I'm going to use the binoculars here. And I'll get a good look as it comes along the side uh, yeah, that's uh, comprehensive front end damage. Definitely a bumper, bonnet, inner wing, and things like that. The wheel does look, uh, the wheel looks rather far back in the wheel arch for my liking. That could be something as simple as a bottom arm and bent suspension, or however these suspension systems work. Um, but it's still attached to the car. It's not been ripped out, so hopefully there's no, as you say, no drive shaft or gearbox damage. But knowing dynamics, they'll take the whole thing apart anyway, and they might just put new parts on it because that would be the best thing to do in these situations. Um, yep, into the uh, back yeah. door of the paddock he goes, and uh, yeah, that's been a big impact. But yeah, the suspension, um, yeah, it's taken a, it's taken a hit, but um, it's not uh, totally deranged. So we'll, uh, hopefully, it's not a repair job for the guys tonight. And uh, but they'll be straight on it. And uh, great job by the recovery guys. You'll notice they've got the blue color coded uh, lifting straps or lifting chains on the on the car. The, each of the cars in the in the BTCC package have, have got uh, predetermined lifting points on the roof. So uh, the uh, the recovery trucks have all got the appropriate uh, adapters for their hoists and then they can really quickly lift a car up. There's yeah, no messing around. That'll be the appropriate length length strap, if you know what I mean. Yep. And, uh, and the, the uh, attachment points in the car are based on the car's centre of gravity as well. Yeah. So, uh, Here we go. It works really well. Car's back on track. Six minutes 58 as the time ticks away. And uh, what they don't need to do now is they don't need to all wait for Colin Turkington to go out first. Such is the fact that now Turkington's probably going to be the last car on track because he's trying to get back out of a pit bay. They're frantically trying to strap Dan Kamish back into his car. I'm still... I lost to know why he would be out his car when he when they know there was you know there's going to be a quick turn and a dash for the cash here. And is Dan even in that car? That is the question we ask. I don't know. Well, it doesn't look it from here, but uh, he may. Yeah, I don't think he's in it. But uh, we'll find out in a in a few moments as the cars come round to start warming tyres once again, weaving backwards and forwards on the main street. The last few minutes of qualifying. Thank you, Robert. Very uh, good sounds in the background there. But yeah, as we say, we've got six minutes of qualifying to go. Kamish still in pit lane. James Gornell now comes in the pit lane. Yeah, is maybe going to do a tyre rotation, but time is tight, as Booker T would say. So you don't want to be really doing that. If you can if you can get away with keeping the tyres on the way there, just go. Just drive it until the wheels effectively fall off it right now. Everybody on an outlap apart from Kamish. Butcher's not on an outlap either. Well, it says he's not on the screen. Well, it says he is on the screen now. That's just typical, isn't it? And let's see if anybody's got anything to take it to Ash Sutton in that Laser Tools Racing Infinity Q50 as he goes over the top of Duffus with his teammate and in towards McIntyre, which is turn number three. Both Infinities turn through there very, very well. 
and accelerate down the strip. Yep, 17.3 for Sutton and Moffat does a 16.7. So Moffat very much trying harder right now than Sutton, but they're coming up against a wall of traffic. And it's three motor-based performance Ford focuses in a line. Sutton pulls to the inside, lets the Moff go through. Moffat 16.5, 19.7. Aidan Moffat putting together quite a good lap here. He's six tenths off just now. Big lock up into the airpin for a knock. Pushes him just a little bit wide, but he's gathered up well. He used every millimetre of available kerb and avoided the gravel. Let's see what the time is as he crosses the line. Stephen Jelly's off at McIntyre's. He's off all the way through Butchers. He's about to rejoin the track at the chicane. So Stephen Jelly Parker racing back on at the chicane. No improvement for Moffat in place or time there. And Stephen Jelly will be ruining that one because you, one thing, you can handle cold tyres, but you don't want dirty cold tyres. That's going to take a lot of effort to get that back together. Through he comes, weaving, weaving, weaving. Almost dropped that, actually, in the exit of Clark Corner to Stephen Jelly as he makes his way down towards the hairpin. Jake Hill. Where did Jake Hill come from? Well, Jake Hill's come and plopped himself into second place here. 5300s off the back of Ash Sutton now. And that was done through a personal best, a purple. And Jake Hill is now on form. He's set a personal best through sector number one. He is green. What can Jake do as he comes through sector number two? He's coming through Clark Corner just now in the MB Motorsports powered by Blue Square Car. Bushel moves out his way, tries to get a slight toe from Bushel. And through goes Jake Hill comes up and he's lost two tenths of a second in that area but has he gained enough in sector number one as he goes a little bit wide through the hairpin oh looked like he missed his apex going in there and that could possibly hurt Jake Hill as he comes up the straight to cross the line what does he do his last lap was a 51.5 so yes uh, wide at the hairpin and a bit of time lost in the mid sector we have got Tom Chilton setting personal best personal best all the way down in 18th position 51.255 was his last lap through and his personal best of the session. And Chilton, well, the Ingus goes up with Smiley, who goes up three places ahead of him. Chilton jumps up seven places, in fact, into P12. So it's all going off now. Stephen Jelly comes up four places as well, gets himself inside the top ten. In fact, right on the bubble of tenth, and another car runs wide at the exit of Chicane. Can't tell you who it is, but the gravel cloud makes its way all the way up that back straight. Jake Hill, purple through sector two. That's better from Jake. He goes into the hairpin now. And through the hairpin, up towards the checker flag. Not the checker flag, not yet. There's two minutes to go. Jake Hill, purple through sector two. Well, let's put him to the top of the timing screens. He goes across. No, it doesn't. 50.7. So two tenths slower than his last effort. That's the Laser Tools Racing Infinity. Very, very wide up the back straight. Which one was it? Well, there goes the Moff. So that means it was Sutton. Sutton all the way at the back straight on the grass. Comes back on at Clark's and gets himself nice and safe. But Jake Hill is the man who is putting together some sort of charge here as we're now into the final two minutes of the session. Has he got enough tyre left in that FK2 Honda? And it looks like he's pulled off, but hang on, stop the bus. Here comes the Toyota Corolla, powered by Ginsters this weekend. Tom Ingram comes through, purple through sector one, flashing the lights at everybody in front of him as he goes through sector two. Just now goes Tingram, 15.7. He is very much on course to slot himself either behind Sutton or just in front of Sutton if he gets the hairpin correct. He does. And he comes up towards it. Purple sector one. A very quick sector two. He's two tenths off the fastest lap just now. Tingram crosses the line. Does it improve him? No, it doesn't. It almost equals his best lap time. And that's a shame for him. It was all looking so well there. Just drifted away towards the end. Jake Hill is now the fastest man through that second sector. Which goes from... 
butchers to the back straight towards the hairpin. But as I stand here right now in front of the, the timing screen looking out the windows, it doesn't look like anybody has got anything for Ash Sutton. Sutton is just going to hold on to this. There's a minute and nine seconds remaining. There's a busy old sucker on Knock Hill. There goes Tingram again towards the hairpin. Personal best for Jelly through sector number one now. As we wait for the Team Parker Racing BMW to come back into view at Clarkson. Here he comes with a nice little power slide. Nothing too much as into the pits goes one of the MB Motorsport cars. Looks like Jake Hill. But remember, you don't need to have purple, purple, purple all the way through. We saw Joe Tanner do this earlier on. He had a yellow, a green and a yellow. And he managed to go to pole position. Sutton, he's on form. He's just gone through the chicane. And he set a personal best through sector number one. 16.32 seconds. For the number 116 driver, he's over the crest of Clark. He's got clear track ahead of him, and he heads towards the hairpin. What does he do through the Sector 2 split as he crosses that? So 15.9, he's under a tenth of a second off, but he's only going to improve his own personal lap time. 14 seconds to go. 14 seconds to go. Can Ash Sutton hold on to this one with his 50.535 lap? His last time was a 50.682 as he goes across the line now. Stephen Jelly still trying to put together a good run of laps. Tom Oliphant nice. gets in, checkered flag goes out. Flag, Tom yeah. Ingram, the first man to take the checkered flag. Matt Neal has held on to this, and it looks like he's going to get away with eighth place unless something happens in the dying minutes of this session. The checkered flag is out. It's this lap or bust for everybody. Mike Bushell currently sits in seventh place, just behind Rory Butcher. And the checker flag now getting taken by everybody else on track. Josh Cook has set personal best one and two. Cook could improve here. Cook does improve here. Up, down, up, down, up, down. He goes up and then down again. The Matt Neal's dropped one position because it looks like Aidan Moffat there right at the very end got himself into eighth place. There goes the second of the Laser Tools Infinities across the line. And that will be Ash Sutton. And after that, it looks as though Ash Sutton is confirmed as pole position for round number 10 for the Quickfoot British Touring Car Championship here at Knockhill Racing Circuit. A 50.535 on lap 18 of his 27 qualifying attempts. Ash Sutton will be very, very happy with that one. Checker flag has been now taken by all other drivers on track. Dan Camish never went back out there which was very brave, sees him staying on the second row of the grid, but Sutton's on pole from Jake Hill. Colin Turkington and Dan Camish make up the second row of the grid. Tom Ingram and Rory Butcher with Mike Bushell and Aidan Moffat, seventh and eighth. Matt Neal holds on to a top ten position in P9 by the fingernails that he has because Tom Oliphant in tenth place right behind him was gunning for that position. Fabulous stuff from the touring cars. Bit of drama, bit of excitement in there. As we look further down, we see anybody out of place. It's pretty much standard stuff you would see. Stephen Jelly, who's been in the top 10 all the way through, just misses out on that top 10. Josh Cook was 11th, Jelly 12th, and Chilton 13th. Sutton's first pole at Knock Hill. There's a stat for you. Thank you very much, Dr. Robert Johnson. I do hope you enjoyed that.